Before we get to Brian Holiday, since AutoNation is America's largest automotive retailer, chances are they have the vehicle that you're looking for. Shop from over 100,000 new cars, trucks, and vans, and sport utility vehicles, from the luxury of Mercedes-Benz to that Chevy pickup truck you always wanted. They've got it. AutoNation helps finance over 430,000 people every year. And you could be next. Get a great rate today. AutoNation strives to make the car buying process quick and easy, but most of all, stress-free. In addition to an extensive selection, all pre-owned vehicles go through a rigorous 125-point inspection and come with an everyday low, no-haggle price. One price, no pressure, guaranteed. Start your search right now at AutoNation.com. Well, last year, one of the clutch hitters on the Marlins, and it really came as no surprise because nobody is more prepared to get into a game than catcher Brian Holiday, who just re-signed a minor league deal with the Marlins, but obviously there is some expectation that he could even be the Marlins starting catcher on opening day. We'll get to that. But first and foremost, uh, Brian, congratulations on your big fantasy football win last night. I mean, you talk about uh, kind of overcoming obstacles. Here you are, you're in the final four. Congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of fun watching that game last night, have, going into the game with a lead and, and then seeing no offense be played for a while. That was, that was uh, good for me. I think that people don't realize just how intense uh, you guys get about fantasy sports and specifically even about fantasy football. I know that you participated in some of those best ball leagues where you just draft your team and and you have the whole season. You and I competed against each other now in a couple of different leagues. How did you do overall? How did did you do overall this season? (laughs) Uh, Overall, overall, not great, but um, you know, I had, I had a, a couple teams that were, you know, in the bottom of the pack, but I got, I got one of them in the playoffs in, and, and so that's, you know, all that matters right now. That's all, all I'm worried about. Yeah, and and I, and I don't know if we can read read your team name out in one of the leagues. I don't know that it's it's, it's safe. <laughs> it, it probably is safe for podcasting, but we'll just put it this way: uh, the title of the team includes Pat Mahomes. So you were that's one right. of the, you were one of the smart guys, Brian, before the year that identified that, and not only that, but you also in the league that you're having such a good year and you have him and Tyreek Hill. So I'm, I'm yeah. and, and you beat uh, Kyle Barraclaw this week. I mean, that was just a That's huge, right. how did he feel right. about that? Any idea? Uh, we, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's not too pleased about it, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't care. You know, he, he's a national now, so I'm not too worried about how, his, how he feels. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say, now you can just beat up. I mean, honestly, in the Marlins league, you could probably beat up on a lot of guys because they may end up moving some other players too. It, it, it's possible. Exactly. But, but uh, how did you exactly. decide that Mahomes at the beginning of the year was the guy? Because you were, well, very um, yeah, I'm a huge TCU fan. And so I go to tons of TCU games in the off season. And so I got a, I got to witness him firsthand when he would come down and play with Texas tech. And so, you know, I think just seeing him live, you kind of see how, how special that arm is. And then, uh, you know, just watching the preseason games and watch what he's doing. I was, I was, I'm just a huge fan of his. So I just decided that I was going to take him when, whenever he was available. And luckily in this league, you know, he was available in the second to last round. So I scooped him up. Yeah. And, and it worked out well for you, but here's the question, uh, Brian, because you, let, let's be honest, your team was okay. You kind of snuck into the playoffs. You played against Bearclaw, and uh, and Bearclaw's team just kind of fell apart here at the end of the year. Yep. Uh, but but now you but now you're in in a predicament because you have Tyreek Hill, who I could make the case is one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL and in fantasy. And if you have Mahomes and Hill this week, you don't have to face the Ravens. I would think that that odds are that you could put up a massive 
showing this week against, I believe it's Tim Wallach's team. Uh, yep, but, that's right. but Tyreek Hill could, may not play this week. So what's the game plan? Well, I mean, I guess I just gotta, gotta keep my fingers crossed that he's going to be playing because any, anytime those two guys are, are in your lineup, you got a chance to win because they can put up some monster numbers. So, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta hope that Tyreek's in that lineup. Well, you got Beckham and he was out. So maybe you can slide him in there. I'm not, I'm not going to give yeah. you too much advice here because now it's getting competitive yeah. here. Going down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Being in the final that OBJ gets back in there too. Yeah. You have uh, Crabtree and, uh, and you know, Gronk fell down at the end of the game, but he put 27 points up for you last week. So, I don't so. know, man. That, my, my waiver pickup of Adam Humphreys has been paying off too. Oh, he's a PPR monster, right? I mean, as yeah. long as J- Jackson's out, the guy, I mean, he got more points than Godwin last week. So it, it all, yeah. it all, it yeah. all worked out for you. Well, listen, uh, but uh, we'll get to baseball now, but good luck in the, uh, in the league and, and we'll see who ends up facing who in the finals. It's, it's, definitely uh it's definitely up for grabs here i don't think any team is guaranteed <laughs> with all the injuries i've never seen yeah, anything crying all the years i played fantasy yeah. i've never seen so many top guys and and players that have performed for teams just not even play in week 13 yeah it's, it's, it's been it's been crazy year for sure yeah all right so uh let, let's go to the marlins here which which is obviously the focus for a lot of people here and and you you had a decision to make when the marlins decided inevitably at first, not to bring you back on a major league contract, but you, you decided to rejoin the Marlins on a minor league deal. Let, let's talk about the thought process there. Why did you decide to come back? Um, you know, I think at the end of the year with uh, them outright, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a business decision. That's just, you know, something they had to do to get their roster size where they want it to be. And so, you know, I understand that. I'm not going to take that personally. And um, after that, you know, I had a, I had some offers from other teams and we're going back and forth. And I, you know, at the end of the day, I had some really good talks with Mike Hill and everybody from the Marlins. And, you know, it just, it's just a great opportunity for me. And I love my time there and I love being there. And, you know, I, I love what they're doing with the organization and I truly believe in it. So I was, you know, thrilled to, thrilled to get an offer to come back. And so I jumped on it and I'm just excited to be back with Miami. Was last year your best defensive season ever? You, you, the rankings for you were at the top almost everywhere. And, and again, I, I don't – I mean, I follow the metrics of pitch framing and, and all those other things, but just statistically speaking, throwing out runners and everything else you did, would you consider that the, the best defensive year you've had as a pro? Yeah, I, I absolutely would consider that the best defensive year I've had so far. And, and so, what, what, what led to that? How, did, how does that happen? Like, why all of a sudden into your big league career, which between minors and majors, like a decade in, and then all of a sudden it just happens like that? You know, I, I just think it's something that I've constantly been working on. Uh, you know, every, every offseason I try to improve, I try to get better, and I just, you know, take small details and just try to fine-tune them. And then coming into spring training and having Brian Schneider be there and help me out, um, you know, he's, he cleaned up a little bit of my footwork and a little bit of my exchange, which, which – you know, led to me throwing better, making more accurate throws, and and you know that really paid off. The other thing that happened last year that we saw is between you and JT, and we'll get to him in a minute, obviously. But between you and JT, the tandem that you guys had, we saw the young pitchers on this team really become formidable to the point where here we are, Brian, at the winter meetings. You really don't hear the Marlins chasing down pitchers because they're so confident in the kids that they have. If you wouldn't mind talking about some of the kids that you saw pitch last year and what you think the future could hold for them. Yeah. I thought we had a ton of talented guys come through and, uh, and some of these young guys with, you know, absolutely zero big league experience come and uh, 
you know, really, really step up and throw the ball well. Trevor Richards, I thought he was outstanding all year for us. And then Caleb Smith as well before he got hurt. And then, you know, Pablo, Sandy, and even guys down in the bullpen. Like, we had tons of young guys step up and, and pitch really well. And, you know, I think they just really, really bought into, you know, what JT and I were doing from a scouting report standpoint and, and just trying to get the best out of them. And, they, you know, they all worked really hard. And so I think there's good things in store. Yeah, and certainly Caleb Smith getting healthy. You mentioned Sandy, Pablo, even uh, Dan Straley uh, coming back uh, next year being healthy too. Oh, I wouldn't consider him one of the young guys. Though, so. Yeah, well, let's not knock him too hard. Let's not knock. I mean, look, you, you know, you, you may not have to face him until the finals in fantasy if you win this week. So exactly. Let's, let, let's take it easy. You don't want us to talk the trash yet. Uh, we, we love Dan. We love Dan. Okay, so the other question that I had as far as pitching, because I, I got this question a lot. I think toward the end of the year, because I do think that it's unrealistic, Brian, you don't have to say it, but it's unrealistic for the Marlins to move away in Chen because of his contract. I know how you guys feel about him. Everyone likes him in the clubhouse. He's a good guy and everything. But the reality is, is that last year was one of the more bizarre years that I've ever seen of a pitcher, best pitcher in baseball at home and struggled more than any pitcher on the road. So how, how does that get defined? Is that something that just, goes back to the way it used to be next year or or how do you make a pitcher like that feel like he's at home on the road i don't get it <laughs> uh, yeah i mean that's that's uh trust me we were we were all aware of it and you know it's, I, I really don't know how to explain it you know it wasn't like he was a different guy on the road that he was at home and but what he was doing at home was just absolutely phenomenal and um you know i, I don't i don't know if there's any one thing that you can say was right or wrong and i, I mean i guess we just Hope that, you know, it gets a little more consistent. And when he gets on the road, he, he just feels like it's home. Maybe we'll bring some Miami dirt and spring it on the mound. Yeah, or some uh, anything will work. Some food. I, I, I've heard there's a lot of different options there, but none, none of them have worked yeah. so far. Uh, for you, last thing on you here. For you, the one thing that kind of sticks out of my mind for last year, besides the defensive greatness that you had last year, throwing basically everybody out who, who tried to run against you, I thought the Marlins – uh, you know, should have given you a big league contract. I think that'll work out uh, more on that in a second. How about those big hits that you had at the end of some of those games? Like, w was that the, was that the most walk-off hits you've had in a season over your career and then coming through in some really <laughs> crazy big moments for you last year? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it definitely was. And, you know, I think it's just, I, I, I got a routine and I stuck with it and, and stayed, you know, mentally prepared in every game. And, uh, you know, luckily, luckily it paid off at the end. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely not easy coming in and, and having those pinch hits, especially you know in big situations like that. But luckily, I was able to come through. Well, hopefully, there'll be a lot more opportunity, which brings us to our next topic. You can imagine what's going on here in Las Vegas, Brian, with the uh, <laughs> with the JT Real Muto rumors here. It's it's uh, it's fast and furious, and it's kind of ironic that some of potentially your playing time may actually be hinged to him being moved or staying, I, and, and I don't believe that he will stay. I believe he'll be moved relatively quickly. Maybe even by the time we're done recording this, I think he will get traded eventually. Uh, but w what are your thoughts on kind of watching this from afar, from where you are on all of these rumors, hearing the possibility of, of one of your fellow backstops uh, maybe not being in Miami next year? Yeah, I mean, all, all the rumors, everything, it's, it seems pretty hectic. I, I can't imagine what's going, out, going on out there in Vegas. But, I mean, honestly... I don't, I mean, yes, technically it would affect me, but I try to keep it out of my mind. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to prepare the same regardless what role I'm in and I'm going to do everything I can to get better. And so, you know, it's, 
it's going to work itself out one way or the other. And, you know, I, I wish JT the best. He's been a great teammate, and I hope he stays because he's a great player. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and last thing on that, Brian, there, there's been some debate here just with some of the discussions of who is the best catcher in baseball. Is he the best catcher? Is it Yadier Molina? Two years ago, you could have made the case maybe for Sanchez or Contreras. They obviously both uh, took a little bit of a step back. You've seen so many great catchers, both with here and, and Detroit and all the places that you've been. Uh, where does JT for you rank amongst all of these players? And, and do you think he is the best in all of baseball? I mean, in, in my mind, as, as it stands right now, last year, he was the best catcher in baseball. And and I'll tell that to anybody. I mean, I, I truly believe it. You know, he, he and it's just all it's all around. You know, he does he does everything really well, and he he works really hard, and he puts in puts in the time. He does he does everything right. You can't I can't say a bad thing about him. And and in my mind, I think he was the best catcher in the big leagues last year. Hmm. Well, listen, uh, Brian, did you get knocked out of the survivor pool by the way, or you or were you still alive in that? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that uh. That like Vikings and uh, Buffalo Bills game kind of got to me. Yeah, early in the year. <laughs> that was that was the upset of the year, actually. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You you could have yeah. survived until last or two weeks ago, and then taken Green Bay at home against Arizona. <laughs> you would have lost that too. I I gotta tell yep. you, of, of all the things, and look, fantasy is without a doubt, as you know, with me and with you and with a lot of people, it's so much fun to play and in the camaraderie of going back and forth and making the ads drops. But Brian, I gotta tell you, the the survivor pools and trying to pick winners in the NFL, even even without even the spread, it's like the hardest thing to do. It's no wonder why you have to keep putting an <laughs> no, it in. in. Like five, six weeks in, it's crazy. <laughs> without a doubt, it's it's really tough to do. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I look forward to seeing you, Brian, uh, coming in the new year in uh, in Jupiter, and uh, congratulations on re-signing with the Marlins. Uh, you're a great guy to have behind the plate for sure both defensively, offensively, and when they need you in the ninth inning, you've really come through. So uh, best to you and happy new year to your family. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks again to Brian Holiday for coming on the Swings and Missions podcast. For those of you who wager on sports, we're in Las Vegas right now. And wouldn't it be interesting to put a bet down on all of the player propositions? Where Mady Machado will end up? Where Bryce Harper will end up? Will JT Realmuto get traded? When will he get traded? And how about Noah Syndergaard? Well, go to BetDSI.com right now, and you can bet on all of the winner meetings, fantastic propositions on the site just by using promo code SWINGS101. That's S-W-I-N-G-S-101. And you get a bonus deposit up to $2,500 with your first deposit, but you have to enter the promo code SWINGS101. That's over at BetDSI.com. Bet on all of the college bowl games. It starts on Saturday with five different bowl games. We have Saturday NFL. We have Sunday NFL. Get on it right now over at BetDSI.com. Use the promo code SWINGS101.